We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me, as always, Jack Manuel. Jack, how we doing? Hello, Boston. <laughs> Hello, Boston. Obviously, we got some news on the KD front today. We're going to jump into that in a little bit more. But as always, you can find the buzz on all streaming platforms. But Jack, where do we start? Nick, we have a new contender for Mr. Kevin Durant to head to their team. And it is not Phoenix and it is not Miami. It is our nemesis, the Boston Celtics, Kyrie Irving's favorite team, our favorite team, the Celtics lab <laughs> favorite team. And Jalen Brown seems to be the crux of this package. We saw reports that it was Jalen Brown and Derek White, which the Nets rejected. We've heard seen plenty of trade machines going absolutely goddamn crazy. We heard reports from Woj, Shams, and Brian Windhorst. Some of them conflicting, some of them not conflicting. Nick, how, how are you feeling about a man that you've you've spoken about quite a bit, Jalen Brown, being the core of a deal that would offload Kevin Durant to Boston? Yeah, like you said, Jack, a lot of reports on this. I think early on in the process, we mentioned the idea of Boston being involved, and there was little rumblings that this was potentially the offer they threw out. And I think based off of Windhorse's reporting, I think it's easily that you could assume that this is a previous package that Boston had offered in the past, and the Nets kind of brought it back up to maybe create a little bit of uh, you know, urgency from the rest of the market and also maybe get Boston to you know up that offer or kind of create some pressure for them because obviously anytime a star player is mentioned in a trade it kind of makes them feel some type of way we saw the tweet from Jalen Browns today obviously he tweeted out SMH so what do you think about that SMH thing Nick do you think that that's Jalen Brown reacting to the fact that he's been put in trade deals or the fact that it's it's all BS and and you know he's in regular contact with Brad Stevens and it's just like this is just a ploy from Sean Marks and the Nets to create a bit of you know a market for Kevin Durant that has gone a bit stale yeah, I think it could be either or. Obviously, we don't have the details, but I would lean towards, you know, him being aggravated that he's in in the media in you know, the Twitter topic of the day being involved in trade talks Because obviously we got the report from Woj that was like two thirty in the morning. And honestly, when I woke up in the middle of the night, I like almost had a heart attack. Cause I was like, did the Katie trade just happen? Like, cause that's such a weird thing to wake up to. And, and then obviously we got the Shams report a little bit earlier in the morning today. So I think like he's probably aggravated. And this is a guy that's obviously been mentioned on Twitter in terms of being involved in a lot of trade rumors, you know, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, it feels like the entire, 
entire time he's been in Boston, maybe other than the last two seasons, he hasn't really been mentioned. So I think there's definitely some aggravation from his end, especially coming off a really good season and, you know, a champion up. Uh, a finals run, you know, two games away from that championship. So I feel like if I'm Boston and I'm Jalen Brown, like I can understand him kind of feeling some type of way, given how close they were. And they did obviously just add Malcolm Brogdon. But I also understand why the Celtics would want to pursue the great Kevin Durant. Yeah, there's, I mean, looking at from both sides and, and check out the Celtics lab for their stuff. They they do a lot of stuff on the Boston side. We might get those guys on, have a bit of a discussion if these rumors do uh, happen to linger. I think that, yeah, like you alluded to, Nick, because there has been some friction at points in time with Jalen Brown and the Boston Celtics franchise. You know, he's not the darling Jason Tatum with, you know, baby deuce walking around like he's the, the apple to, to the Boston Celtics fans. eye. you know, he, he gets, you know, some of his discredit. I, I I'm a big fan of Jalen Brown's and, you know, we'll probably do greater discussions when we can go in depth a bit later in the week, as well as probably going forward. But Woj sort of started these guys after, as you alluded to Nick, he said, this in I think it was two thirty AM around your time, about six thirty PM my time. The Boston Celtics have emerged among teams engaged in talks on a possible deal. Sources told ESPN. He did also add this: the Celtics appear no closer to acquiring Durant than others in discussions with the Nets. But Boston's ability to include All Star Jalen Brown as a centerpiece and offers does help to make team formidable in its pursuit. Sources said that sounds like a sure marks like if I've ever heard it, Nick. Yeah, definitely. And I think kind of this was Sean Marks, like I said, applying pressure probably to the Celtics, you know, mentioning Jalen Brown's name out there and kind of putting that, you know, in the the Twitter sphere and obviously in the trademark and letting other teams know like, hey, Boston's offering Jalen Brown. And that's something we definitely would consider if you guys don't up your offer. You know, we're looking at you, Toronto with Scotty Barnes in terms of even Miami with Bam. Obviously, that's more complicated, but that's been something else that's been brought up. So I think there was you know, a good leak in terms of applying pressure. And I think the Nets, to some extent, are willing to wait, but they also like to get things done. Like, they don't want to necessarily have this drag into the season. I think they want to have an idea of, like, are we going to trade Kevin Durant this summer, or is it something we'll revisit at the deadline or next offseason? I think they want to have some, I don't want to say closure, but they want to have an idea of what's going on. And I think this was a leak to kind of, you know, create urgency in terms of that Kevin Durant trade market. Yeah, and I, I saw somewhere on Bleach Report, I can't remember if it was Shams or someone reporting about it. It's hard to sort of keep up with it about whether Kevin Durant, you know, will turn up, you know, and, and, and you know, yep. will hold out of trading camp. I think it was Shams Sarani that sort of said that. So, you know, that's sort of the up-in-the-air nature of this lingering saga. You know, it f- certainly feels like that, you know, isn't necessarily great for all parties involved, whether that's the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, and in this case, I guess, maybe even the Boston Celtics. But we did and see... And even, Jack, just one note, too, is that Woj mentioned in his piece that Kevin Durant did not rescind his trade request and that stance hasn't really changed either. Exactly. So that's the, the key thing to this all. Kevin Durant still wants out of Brooklyn, but the Brooklyn Nets don't want him out unless they can get a package in return that benefits them. And they don't think that that package, Nick, as Shams reported, is going to be Derek Wright, Jalen Brown, a pick. They apparently said that they would uh, want Marcus Smart in a deal now, I think we can probably have some in-depth discussions about you know Grant Williams, Rob Williams, all these different things and how it, it fits around in, in Brooklyn, around Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, who we can chat out about a little bit later too because there was some news relating to him. But that Shams leak, or that those, that Shams news, it's interesting because I was trying to piece together because we do this a lot. So it's like, who's this come from? And could this be from the Boston side? Could this be from Kevin Durant's camp, Rich Kleiman's camp? Could this be from ownership in, in, in Brooklyn? I'm... I'm 
I think ultimately, I don't like the deal of, of Derek White and Jalen Brown. I think Marcus Smart or Grant Williams and extra picks would need to compensate for just getting Jalen Brown to return, given that Kevin Durant's got four more years on his deal. And I think is being a little bit underrated, as our guy Matt Brooks at the Clearout Podcast and Nets Daily has said. It just seems to me that we're discrediting some of the greatness of Kevin Durant. And I think that he's going to age incredibly well in a way that LeBron James has. What was your thoughts, I guess, on the Shams report about Derek White, Jalen Brown, the Nets' desire to get Marcus Smart? Yeah, like you said, this could have been a leak from KD's camp. You know, probably not from the Nets, but you never know. And it's also, I think, Shams wants to essentially keep up with Woj in terms of reporting. So this was kind of like a one-up in terms of, of the leak, giving the details of the deal. But like you said, it makes sense in a way that came from KD's camp, kind of creating more urgency and kind of almost putting pressure on Boston. Because I think Boston has to be in a spot now where it's like, they either need to let Jalen Brown know that he's in an open discussion, possibly being moved for KD, or that, hey, we're pulling you off the market. That was an offer we made weeks ago. This is all false. We're running with you for the future. So I think they it kind of creates a little urgency in Boston in terms of what they're going to do with the KD trade. Obviously, it's not going to happen you know, tomorrow. It could, but I doubt it. It's probably not going to happen you know, this week, but it could be something that kind of picks up the pace a little bit. So it is really interesting to think about that. And like you said, when details of a trade package get leaked it's usually a sign that you know one one person or somebody wants things to pick up yeah and in saying that Woj and Shams also said that there isn't you know an imminency or an urgency to these deals you know Woj said there are no deals to believe to have traction for Durant Shams says no deal for Durant is imminent so look all these sort of things are just sort of like okay is this the Nets now sort of going, okay, because we also saw conflicting reports from Woj about the Nets sort of saying yep. that the Nets have no desire to move Kevin around. And then 10 hours later, they're like, I, I can't remember. I'll need to find the, the exact wording. I've, I've got it somewhere in our Google doc, but that sort of change of tone over the span of a, a day, less than a day is interesting. I don't necessarily think it means anything. What I always think back to, Nick, is what you sort of said. Kevin Durant hasn't changed his trade request. And Joe Sy said that he doesn't want a repeat of last year. And he would rather not have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the team than have a repeat of last season. Those are the two things that stick out to me the most. So we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is there going to be growing urgency from the Nets on their end? That's a question that I don't necessarily have the answer to, but it seems that via the reporting, they might. 
Yeah, they may, but at the same time, I think they've made it really clear that they're willing to go into next season if they don't get the deal that they want. But like you said, are they kind of being spiteful in a sense, or is this a situation where they just should be stubborn? And like we discussed in the past, I think you know being stubborn and making sure you get you know a great package moving forward. And again, Jalen Brown is a guy that you definitely could have a package around. And being so young and being you know a top 20 player at this point, top 25 player, whatever you want to call it, and potential to get better and pair with Ben Simmons moving forward because he doesn't have one of those rookie designation contracts is really interesting. Obviously, there's a little bit of fear because he does only have two years on his deal and how interested he is he in staying in Brooklyn. And I think that's that's another huge factor that we'll probably jump in on another episode. I mean, there is the connection with Donda Sports, Kyrie Irving, yep. Jalen Brown. So there's, there's that little connection there. I think Jalen Brown would be really interested in Brooklyn. I think just personally, I think he would have a, a bit more freedom. I, I, I'm a big he fan of the guy. Jalen. Yeah, he could be, you know, a one A, one B sort of thing with Ben Simmons, and you know, it's interesting that you know Jalen Brown essentially should be a Brooklyn Net if yep. Mikhail Prokhorov and Billy King weren't uh, idiots in in how they treated the. Just put the a couple Net. protections on those picks. That's uh, just uh, just a couple, Nick. All we needed was like one to three, and we yeah. could have had Jalen Brown. <laughs> Uh, because Jalen Brown was selected third, Ben Simmons in, in the same draft. So I, I found the tweet, Nick, and, and thank you to, I think it was Safia on Nets Twitter, who sort of tweeted out you know um, different reports. So this was from the earlier one. Of course, Brooklyn doesn't want to trade Kevin Durant. And in a perfect world, the Nets would bring back Durant and pair him with Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. They've continued to look at trades, but they want to, they want to do a deal on their terms. That was followed up by, and, and that was from Woj. This is from Woj as well. Brooklyn does want to trade Kevin Durant. They are serious about it, but they want to do it on their terms. Um, they are about as indecisive as my me and my girlfriend deciding what we want to have for dinner, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially, you know, that, that's obviously a, a great example. Obviously, always trying to pick the dinner is always something that's hard to come to, especially when you're going out to eat and no one's really in that specific mood. But back to the KD and stuff, like you said, with the Nets, it seems really unclear. And in terms of like, where what where their positioning is you know it's just strange to do this over the course of one day and obviously we've talked about in the past Woj is the one leaking I mean Marx is the one leaking to Woj and telling him to kind of express this information so I wonder what the change of tone and why you know did Katie kind of come in and say like hey I I want to be traded you guys aren't doing enough I don't want to see these reports like I don't want to be in Brooklyn or is this just Brooklyn letting other teams know that like hey we want to do a deal but we want to do a deal that's right for us, not that's right for Kevin Durant. Yeah, and in saying that, it's just, I'm just, I, I don't know what, what's going on. By, tomorrow, by the next time we record in a couple of days, we could have fresh news or, or fresh reports from Woj that are, are completely in the middle where it's just like, well, there is, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets are willing to wait on They're going to be patient. It's just like, we have no idea. Like, Sean yeah. Marks and, and Joe Sy's level of decisiveness and, somewhat stubbornness i guess we've sort of alluded to stubbornness in in certain respects that have been positive stubbornness um we've used that word a lot on on the past sort of couple of pods but it, it's hard to sort of process i guess nick we sort of like to sort of always check in would you make the trade would you not make the trade what is your percentage at you know if the deal is more like jalen brown marcus Mart, jalen brown grant williams and an extra picks or, or whatever else it might be that are unprotected or late in the future you know four years beyond Kevin Durant's uh, contract or whatever. It, what what would be your willingness, desire, uh, you know, uh, to do a deal with Boston? Obviously, Jalen Brown is the, the, the main guy. He is that all-star caliber player that we have spoken about. But what are the other assets 
that would sort of require this to sort of go forward. Yeah, I think ideally you'd love to get Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and probably like two or three picks. That'd be something that you'd want. And then you'd have a really good team, obviously, probably not probably just off being a championship contender, but close enough where you can make some moves and be really competitive and, you know, probably a second round exit potentially. I think, you know, Boston probably wants to keep Marcus Smart. They don't want to be super thin. I think you could probably talk them into, you know, Jalen Brown, Derek White, Grant Williams, and then, you know, three picks and two swaps. I think that'd be something that'd probably be like the lowest level you'd want to go for. And obviously a lot of people have talked about, you know, Grant Williams being potentially a nice fit next to Ben Simmons and small ball lineups, you know, his ability to kind of defend multiple positions to defend that center position. So, and, and that's also, if you want to make the move and you want to get it done this summer. And I think for, you know, some some parts of the camp and some part of the nets and the fan base also just want this to kind of be over with and if that's you know the worst offer you're getting like i think you can live with that especially because you're getting picks and you're getting that future all-star piece and you have potentially the duo of ben and jalen for the next five to seven years and that's an all-star duo if guys live up to their potential i think picks are essential nick as you alluded to i think that the role player involved whether it's grant whether it's Derek white whether it's um rob williams whether it's marcus smart you know i th- i would obviously love marcus smart the defensive player of the year i think you know we've sort of seen sean marks i think speak to his agent or, or him directly yeah. um behind the scenes before and i i think it's also the nature of the picks too like as i sort of said earlier Make those picks as late as possible. So you're banking on you know, uh, Kevin around when he's retired or Kevin around in yep. when he's age 37. Because Jason Tatum is still very young and is still a very good player. And by himself, I think, could drag Boston to, at the very least, you know, semi-fringe playoff status, play-in yeah. status. So the nature of the picks you're going to get from Boston aren't going to be amazing. Because you sort of look at, okay, what would the highest picks be if you get one in 2027? Is a top 10 pick, you know, maybe a bit too rosy, a bit too optimistic? Possibly. So I think it's about the nature of those picks, the protections, as you alluded to, the years that they are included, how many, et cetera. Uh, But also, could this be, now if I had Jason Concepcion, who is a wonderful follower on Twitter and a great content creator for all the platforms that he um, does content for, whether it's uh, basketball or other, he said this, quote, love Brooklyn leaking this so they can keep KD and poison a rival. (laughs) <laughs> are the Nets playing 3D chess here, Nick? I mean, they technically could do it. Like, I mean, it's still a possibility. And obviously, the leak is probably something that didn't make Boston happy. And there's no guarantee that that deal goes through. So, I mean, it definitely doesn't help Boston that it was leaked today that Jalen Brown was in, involved in different trade stuff. So, I mean, and also we know that KD coming back to Brooklyn is still... I don't want to say likely, but still somewhat likely. It's pretty close to 50-50 at this point, unless somebody really wants to up their offer. And like you said, we don't know if he's going to play, but the chances of him being back in in Brooklyn for at least you know the opening couple months of the season seems to be like 50% at this point. Yeah, and I think uh, what would sway... And then look, I, I think it'd, it'd be awesome. And I think it'd, it'd be about time. Sean Marks does like to play a few games here and there with opposing GMs. He throws the offer sheets, Tyler Johnson, Otto Porter, these sort of guys. Not a lot of other GMs do that. You know, our friend Corey Waldron speak, has spoken about, you know, to us behind the scenes about how Indiana aren't in the business of doing those sort of things, but they obviously did it with DeAndre Ayton. So how Sean Marks 
you know, his relationship with other franchises. And now Brad Stevens, you know, only in the second year as a GM, you know, he's made some good moves here and there, filling out around the margins. But, you know, another, you know, whether it's frustration from Jalen Brown with the franchise overall, as we talked about, or is it with, you know, the the general reporting on him? You know, he's liked tweets in the past about being disrespected by fans yeah. and stuff. So he doesn't. It's it's sort of like does he feel like a true Bostonian? Does he feel like you know, you know really, really or just getting the same treatment as Jason Tatum to an extent? And obviously Tatum's a little bit better player, but it's still like, hey, I'm a homegrown star. Yeah, it's weird because like you know, Kyrie Irving's our second star, but Kyrie Irving almost gets as much preferential treatment and love from the fans as Kevin Durant does by a lot of people. So it's interesting how that sort of one-two dynamic. Paul George gets a lot of love from the the Clippers fans, given what yeah. he's done for their franchise. You know, Anthony Davis with LeBron James. So it's just that, that sort of not little brother, but that second star mentality and that that dynamic between the two, you know, that the, there was rumors aplenty about trading them and, and do we need to blow this up? And, you know, as they were really struggling yeah. to start last season. So something to sort of keep an eye on. Nick, oh, you alluded to what would it, it would take to get a deal. You've said it's about 50-50. Is there anything in your mind one way or another that would sway it go, nah, Kevin Durant's staying in Brooklyn. Nah, Kevin Durant's gone. Yeah, I think if we continue to get probably like more reports on detailed offers, I think that the market's probably picking up a little bit. And we see we hear that teams are starting to be aggressive, then maybe I'll start to lean towards, you know, that trade happening. Even if we hear that, you know, Toronto is willing to include Scotty Barnes, maybe that's a trade that can instantly happen or Boston instantly kind of upstairs trade offer. So I think that would make me lean that way. If you hear something like Jalen Brown is not on the table anymore. I think that makes you lean more towards Kevin Durant staying in Brooklyn because now that's another suitor off the market and just the quality of player the Nets you're looking for really just isn't out there if, you know, Raptors are holding on to Barnes and the Celtics are holding on to Brown. So I think that that can make you lean the other way. Yeah, you're making a lot of Phoenix Suns fans unhappy about the fact that they're not going to get him for Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, and we got the report from Shams that said that Phoenix is all but eliminated today. So I think Suns fans are pretty upset, and eventually they're going to have to face reality. And they're hoping that this idea that Kevin Durant's going to force his way to Phoenix. But again, he has four years on his contract, and I think that would get get really, really toxic if that were to be the case. Nick, speak over Nick, speak over Kate Bush for me and tell me about the report that we got from Shams right now. Kyrie Irving has the full intent of playing out next season as a Brooklyn net with or without Kevin Durant thoughts on that to finish off the pod. Yeah, we've got this probably, you know, three or four times now from different sources that, you know, Kyrie's looking to finish, you know, his contract in Brooklyn. And I think we've talked about this from two perspectives. I think Kyrie's come to the realization that there's a good chance he'll be in Brooklyn and he wants to kind of change the perspective on him and look like he's fulfilling his contract and willing to do whatever the Nets want him to do. And if the Nets trade him, it's whatever, but it's not by his request. It's because they didn't want him anymore. So he's looking to kind of help his image. And also we've known that, He's wanted to be in Brooklyn and play, you know, in for his hometown team rather than go somewhere else. But it's been more so the contract and his relationship with Joe Sy that's prevented that. Look, and we'll dive deep into some like vaccine stuff behind the scenes we were going to chat about later in the week. We, you know, we, we got some stuff together. We did a quick recording. We wanted to put the content out there. Again, sorry if the audio is a little bit scratchy on either of our end, but we'll be back in a couple of days. Sure, we'll have some more news to discuss, or if not, some more Jalen Brown stuff. Appreciate all the support, guys. Five stars. Give us those reviews. Give us those subscriptions. Tell your friends and family. Brooklyn Buzz is still going strong in the offseason.